Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey everyone, welcome to The Backstory. Well, it's finally here, the 2022 TCS New York City Marathon. It's what I've been training for for most of the year. It's what some of you guys have been training for. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little anxious. I'm a little nervous. It's a little stressful. But I understand that it has required a tremendous amount of dedication from me. It has required a tremendous amount of support from my wife and my family to allow me to train for this. And I just want this weekend to go smoothly so I can be successful. So today I'm going to share with you some tips on how to spend this last week up until race day so we can give ourselves the best chance of succeeding. I guess the first thing is it's important to reduce some of those negative feelings. Try to de-stress and maintain a positive outlook. Again, you've done all the training. We've been preparing for this for many, many months. And I want to get us all, you and me, to the starting line in the best possible form. So the question is, how do you train the week before the marathon? Firstly, the final long distance run should have been a few weeks ago. And for me, that was three weeks ago when I did about 20 miles. And this past weekend, I reduced my mileage and I did a 10 mile run. And this practice is known as tapering. And why this is useful is that it gives your muscles a chance to rebuild and restore rather than stressing them out with increased mileage or increased strength work, breaking down the muscles. So what's it going to look like for me this week as I get ready for Sunday, which is the big day? So on Monday was a rest day because that's the day after the long run, which for me was last Sunday. On Tuesday and Wednesday this week will be shorter runs, about 30 minutes, easy run at a conversational pace. Thursday will be some mobility and some stretching. Friday will be rest. And then Saturday, I'm going to do what's called a shakeout run, maybe 18, 20, 25 minutes, just to really calm the nerves down, get ready for Sunday. This will probably help me sleep a little better on Saturday night. But the most important thing is that there should be no tempo runs, no interval training, no threshold training this week, because you don't want to burn yourself out. You do want to keep moving and you want to help yourself with some of this nervous energy, but you don't want to burn out your glycogen reserves. The next thing is sleep. Now, it's probably normal to get a little bit nervous and a little anxious the night before the big race. You're probably going to toss and turn a little bit. And that's why it's important to try to bank some sleep for four or five days leading up to the race. And some of the strategies to get a better quality sleep include not using your cell phone and not being distracted with your screen. You want to avoid caffeine late at night, avoid alcohol this week if you can. And another thing to not do is exercise too late at night because this can also increase your adrenaline, which can increase your blood pressure and heart rate, which can also make getting a restful night a little bit more difficult. So bank your sleep, start sleeping at the same time, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday this week, and try to get up the same time every morning as though it was race day so you're not in shock on Sunday. All right, what about nutrition? What about carb loading? 
So carb loading is a common term that runners use, and there are some mistakes that most people make when they are trying to carb load. So most people think that carb loading is just stuffing your face at dinner the night before a race. And if you do that, you're really setting yourself up for failure because the purpose of carb loading is to replenish the glycogen stores. So in the last few days leading up to your race, about 85 to 95% of the calories that we consume should come in the form of carbohydrates. Now, there is going to be someone out there and some runners who are going to eat rice and pasta for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But honestly, you don't have to be that strict and that stringent about it. You can have oatmeal and different breads, tortillas, pancakes, waffle, bagels. Anything that is easy to digest is going to help you load on to these carbohydrates. So the question is, how many carbs should you be targeting? And the number that most experts agree upon is about four grams of carbs for every pound of body weight. So someone like me, who is 165 pounds, that translates into about 660 grams of carbohydrates every day. Now, this is certainly a lot more significant than the carbs that I typically intake during the year. I have spoken to you at length about low-carb diets and keto diets and things like that, but now is not the time to diet. Now is the time to load up on carbs, restore those glycogen reserves to get us prepared for the race. You also want to avoid heavy sauces and high-fat foods. You don't want to eat a lot of foods with lots of fiber or too much protein because these are going to be difficult to digest. Remember, the goal is to convert these carbs into glycogen, which is going to be used as fuel for race day. What about hydration? Now, this is a very important week to drink plenty of water because if you're properly hydrated, your urine is going to be a light yellow color. And generally, most experts agree that drinking about eight eight ounce glasses of water per day or about half a gallon of water per day is sufficient. If you are an elite athlete, you might drink a little bit more. The Institute of Medicine actually recommends that athletic men drink about 104 ounces of water a day, which is about 13 glasses. But the point is you don't want to go much beyond that because overhydration can be just as bad as dehydration. And the same rules apply as above, avoiding caffeine, avoiding alcohol, because both of these can cause dehydration. And importantly, they can interfere with your sleep, as I mentioned earlier. So what are some top tips to get us ready for running the marathon at the end of this week? The first one is review your training log. Look back at all the things that you've achieved over the past months. We have all trained very hard. We've trained very well for the marathon, so it's important not to doubt yourself. Trust your training plan. Plan your food for the week. Think about everything you're going to eat. Think about the breakfast you're going to eat on race day. Don't leave these things up until the race day morning because that's going to give you some anxiety. So have a plan and follow through with it. The next thing is to create a checklist for everything you need on race day. The last thing you want to do is be stressed out that you have forgotten something. So take 15 or 20 minutes today and write down everything from your outfit, your shoes, your socks, your gels, your bib, your bib pins, anything you're going to wear on race day. Write that all down. Make a checklist. Think about it twice. A lot of athletes use this week to get their head into the race zone. So visualize your race, visualize your morning, which for me is going to be in Staten Island, which with 50,000 runners, think about your route, 
make note of the hydration and gel stations. Have a game plan. This way you're not overthinking during the race and you can just go ahead and go along with your plan. The next thing is to know your pace. And after speaking with many runners who have completed the New York City Marathon and other marathons, the most common mistake that most runners commit is that they start the marathon too fast. So in the first few miles, think about your starting pace and make a quick note about how quickly, or for me, how slowly, you want to finish the first mile, the first three miles, the first six miles, and even 10 miles. And give yourself a pace that you are not allowed to run any quicker and stick by that. Now, right when the race is complete, you have to start thinking about recovery. And what you do after a race makes a massive difference. You need to eat and drink something within 30 minutes of crossing the finish line. You need to rehydrate. You need to refuel. Something like a protein and carbohydrate recovery drink is perfect for this scenario. Now, while you're tempted to go straight to the pub and have a beer, trust me, you're going to pay for it later. You're going to be very dehydrated. So please take your time, refuel, and recover. The other thing that's going to pop up is muscle soreness. And this is going to be a problem in the few days following a marathon. So an ice bath, cryotherapy, light exercise, even walking are really going to help. Doing some type of non-impact activity is going to flush out some of the waste products from your muscles and prevent stiffness. So there you go. Quick tips for the week leading up to the marathon. Remember, finishing a marathon is a state of mind that says anything is possible. Fred LeBeau, who is the founder of the New York City Marathon, says that motivation remains key to the marathon. The motivation to begin, the motivation to continue, the motivation to never quit. So good luck out there to everyone running the 2022 New York City Marathon. I'll see you on the other side. This is Ricky Singh, and we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot com.